episode 58, Jameson Brandon. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin-yang, the alpha round, and their wake-up question to finish. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha to get all the details and keep in the loop. Follow us on Twitter and go to the Facebook group, like our page, and men, get inside that group, just request, and I'm sure we have you and welcome you on in there. Get to the podcast! Right, guys, we have a very productive one for you this morning. Um, I'm going to learn a lot and I don't think anyone can learn too much in this area. We have Jameson Brandon on today and he's a gym rat, so I, I can appreciate that already. Gym rat turned serial entrepreneur, creating simple software tools that have helped over 13,000 marketers and business owners with their marketing message. Um, he's a Facebook marketing expert. His courses have been purchased from over 10,000 entrepreneurs. We're going to talk all about being productive. He's got a cool life. He's originally from Michigan, and he's moved over to San Diego, flies around in helicopters, drives a nice car, seems like a nice dude, we're going to find out more today, um, but Jameson, are you ready to awaken your alpha? I'm ready, brother. Sweet. Thanks so, for having me. No worries. So, um, is there anything you'd like to add to your uh, brief bio there from here? Is that kind of covered it? That was pretty good, yeah. That was pretty spot on. I mean, <laughs> I think it's pretty natural uh, after you accumulate a certain level of success that you, you have all these things that kind of follow you along. And I, I love everything that's happened to me, so I naturally want to tell people about it. So that's why I've got so much trailing after my name, I feel like. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like Sometimes people just want literally want a one word. What What are you? And it's it's... When it's interesting, it's never that simple to just say like what you are. So no, that's cool. It's really not. But if if I could, let's roll with that. Let me see if I can try and summarize <laughs> uh, myself. Um, I would say just curious. <laughs> like it. C- curious about everything. Everything about life, you know, for the most part. Perfect. So a lot of times we want to like kick off, and I think it's a good one, especially with sort of your line of work or your uh, your career path or your just your path in general, is there a sort of an alpha quote or a quote that you like to live your life by on a, on a daily basis? Anything that springs to mind? Yeah. Uh, yesterday's is history. Tomorrow is yet to be written. So in terms of, uh, especially entrepreneurs, we tend to focus too much on what we've gone through in the past and, and really kind of put ourselves into prison based on that and really hold ourselves accountable and judge ourselves way too much. Um, that we kind of forget about tomorrow, you know, and what we're creating today, it creates that fresh start if we really want it to be. So um, I would say that, yeah. No, I like that. And that, that plays in really well to obviously being productive because, yeah, it's great if you had a good day yesterday, but like this morning, well, tonight, in the evening for you, you're, you're maxing out your day there and I've just started my day. Um, you yeah. know, it's, it's all on what, you, what you've currently done and, you know, what you're going to get done today. A fresh start. Cool. I like that. What, can we find out a little bit more about your origin? Like, how did you get from basically Michigan over to San Diego? I'm sure it's a short flight. Um, but how did you get to that position, um, living the lifestyle you got and helping, you know, over 10,000 entrepreneurs and living the life that you really created for yourself? Um, it, it's a long journey. It's It's gone. It wasn't directly from Michigan to 
um, California. There was Germany in between. There's Miami in between. Vegas in between. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's got to be Vegas in there somewhere. <laughs> Utah. <laughs> And the, the Vegas one, we could probably leave for another episode for sure. Um, and depending on the audience level, like we'll have to maybe change some of the stories that actually happened. Um, so what, what sticks out for me I, is Germany. I would like to, Germany. What, how did Germany get in the mix? That sticks out for me. Oh, um, yeah, it was right outside Frankfurt. Um, in uh, I can't remember the name of the city. Um, Miesenbach, maybe? Yeah, okay. it was right outside Frankfurt. I was dating a chick in the Air Force at the time. <laughs> so nice. uh, after I went through about two and a half years of doing door-to-door sales, um, and then I completely from that point jumped into um, internet marketing, but not as we know internet marketing maybe today. It was much different. I was helping local businesses, which as I was growing that and kicking that off was when I was in Germany. So it was really cool too because um, I did it on a whim. I took about six days to try and speed learn German, which left me with uh, Sprachen Sie English, was really the only thing that I could say at the time. So I get off the plane in Frankfurt, if you haven't traveled uh, internationally, it's one of the biggest airports in the world. And I hadn't been uh, outside of the United States at that point at all. Um, and it was right at the point of starting this new kind of career path and journey. So Those are really scary times. But yeah, I pretty much just made the decision, got a one-way ticket and went Cool. You probably learned more German. Than, well, you would have learned more German than me. German is the one language they well they made me do at school, and they didn't tell me that pretty much it's only spoke pretty much in in Germany. I think there's a in the, <laughs> there's a weird place in the middle of that. Well, yeah. in, in Namibia, Swakopmund is like a little German place. They speak German, but that's about it. I was like, they should have yeah. told me to speak Spanish. That's much more useful. Yes, Spanish is way more useful. Yeah, I'm I can say I'm 14 years old and uh, ich habe eine Hund. I have one dog. And then I tagged exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Just throw my thumbs up and smile. <laughs> hey, most yeah, sign language is, is good. Yeah, bit of bit of very basic local language with some signs, and you're good to go. What do you get up to, kind of on a day to day basis, or is 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 each day very different, or what is like a, an average day for you when it comes to being productive and basically the kind of work you're into at the moment. Um, each day is, is a pretty tight structure in terms of uh, what I do. Like wake up time is usually always the same. Uh, it's somewhere between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. Like I'm not even going to act like I'm in a 5 a.m. club every morning because I'm not. <laughs> like, you know, I might train really hard the day before. I might train two, three times the day before, like yeah. physically, yeah. Uh, workout-wise. And if I do that, like let's face it, I need like 8 to 10 hours. Yeah. Um, you, might, you, might so, as well, yeah. you might as well be talking to some weird English guy late at night. You never know. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd be in the exactly. fire one tomorrow. So here we are, um, <laughs> you know, one o'clock in the morning and I'm, I'm talking to you. Um, so, yeah, this wouldn't be a daily thing either. So I just kind of adjust accordingly. But I wake up at that range because uh, my brain just really fires first thing in the morning. And I think that's common for mm. entrepreneurs. And so that uh, 5 a.m. To, to really 10 a.m. is like my peak time. And during that time, I get done my entire day's work. Uh, during that time. So uh, I run a software company and so I do all the updating on all the projects that we have going on. Um, we're in the midst of like rolling out um, several products under a publishing brand. So all of that stuff, coaching clients handles, gets handled first thing in the morning. I usually don't like any of that to extend beyond like 1 p.m. But around 10 uh, every day I go and get a workout. Every single day I train. Um, 
right now I've been doing a lot of muscle building stuff. So, I mean, we could talk about that more, but basically the only reason for this workout and it's sad for me because I've been training for like 10 years and I thought there was some higher purpose reason why I work out. There really is. And I've come to the conclusion that the core reason for that is to uh, allow my brain to go through a different state and that state of going through that physical beating all the way down until I break myself every day. I need that for other breakthroughs in my life, for breakthroughs in creativity, for breakthroughs in business, um, and just everything else. Like without that, my days are actually really chaotic. And if you want to call it ADD or ADHD, I mean, I was, I was, I guess you could say diagnosed with both when I was younger. So like that part of my brain, whatever that's doing goes nuts if I don't have a workout. And so my entire day gets thrown off if I don't get that. And so that morning workout is crucial because one, it's first thing in the day and I've done intermittent fasting for about two years. So it's on the back end of my fast, which is just uh, awesome and amazing Mm -hmm. for fat loss and, and actually burning calories. But then it gets my mind right for the rest of the day. I come back, I go through meditation or hypnosis immediately after my workout, which I think this is another key component that a lot of people don't do. I've just broken myself physically. (laughs) Like my goal at the gym is to beat the shit out of myself and break. And not physically, of course, but you know, like um, just break down ATP, break down uh, on a neuromuscular level. I'm completely with you. And I I think one of the big problems and uh, mistakes people make in general, in just the general population, is they go to the gym and they put the time in. And that's like, it's it's irrelevant almost how much time you spend. It's like what you do in there and going in there and absolutely being efficient, being productive and and breaking yourself down. You know, I I can like, if, if, if I need to, and I've got 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, I'm not gonna say, oh, it's not, I haven't got the time for my 45 minute or hour workout. I'll get in there and I'll, ab- I'll abuse myself for 25 minutes. I'm good. I'm done. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting that you bring that up the whole concept of, well, if I give myself an hour, then I take an hour. And if I give myself 20 minutes, then I, I take 20 minutes. We've all been there, right? Whether it's maybe you're just before going on a trip or while on a, uh, in a different city that you're not used to, like you just get into these weird time crunches where you're like, look, I've got 20 minutes for a workout. But what happens? Like you get an amazing workout. Yeah. And we can maybe talk about that if, if we get some additional time, what's really causing that um, because it's fascinating. Uh, and I completely deals with agree. Stuff in the brain. Yeah, um, just the variation for starters. Just if you've been used yeah. to your oh, I spend forty. And your body's like, well, I've got forty-five minutes to work out. Let's get into it. And then you come in there and just shock it. Bam, twenty-five minutes and yeah. just get as much as you can done, or just really up the intensity. You know, it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. A great workout to try that with is legs. Like go in the gym <laughs> and try and do 10, 15 sets of squats. And, you know, the rest of your leg workout that you would normally do in an hour, try and do that in 20 minutes. The most I've gotten done, I could share the workout. It's pretty crazy, actually. But um, it was about 10 sets of squats in it. Um, and I did lunges and deadlifts. And, like, all in 20 minutes. It Literally, you don't, you don't stop. Yeah. But um, post-workout is always, um, always going to be meditation or hypnosis. Just some way of... I've got so much that gets almost like uh, woken up or loosened up from the workout that I'm like just pure uh, creativity at that mm-hmm. point. And so I have to channel that in some way. And so I use hypnosis and meditation right afterwards um, to really like sink it in because I'm at such a vulnerable state. And so if I want to induce change, like on a mental level, um, talk about different NLP tricks and things like that, after a workout, when you're at the highest, you're going to be at one of the highest um like malleable levels brain-wise at that point in terms of what you're going to receive and digest. 
So it's pretty cool to pump it with something that you want to help set a mood or change a habit that you have going on. Now that's that's brilliant. It's a really interesting concept as well because a lot of people have mentioned meditation either first thing in the morning, different things like that, and obviously workouts. But just the combination you've said there about the specific timing of the workout, then the meditation, and so your brain's in the right state. It's, uh, I like it. It's very interesting because I'm always yeah. looking for little things, to, you know, just tweaks and playing around with things. And, and I've I've toyed with working out at different times of the day. I have to work out in the morning. Same thing. I just I can't I can't be so productive if I don't. I just yeah. I it's not a no. good day. No matter what is happening, if, happen. if officially good stuff is happening, if I haven't had a workout in the morning, it's not a good day. <laughs> I need to. Yeah. yeah, I need to. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a caged animal. Otherwise, I can't. I can't sit down so, so much like this. I'm a little bit, a little bit wriggly now because it's. Uh, I didn't manage to get out the first thing in the morning because I'm still, still a bit jet lagged. And uh, like you say, I'm generally yeah. f- five, five a.m. But not every day. And uh, I come back from your home state, Michigan, and uh, so I'm still just adjusting to the time zone. When you was like, even when you was in school, what did you want to be? Where did you think you was going? And why did you not just stay in Michigan? And I don't know become a lumberjack or <laughs> go fishing yeah, you know um i had a much bigger beard before like a week ago so the lumberjack <laughs> position i think one of the biggest reasons that i didn't stay is because i was so uh i wanted to see what was going on with the rest of the world mm-hmm. if that makes sense you know growing up i we had a pretty small worldview um because financially and things like that just what my family had to deal with kind of growing up, we were raised in a very small house and things like that. And so a lot of it was very much like, get me out of here. I've <laughs> got to go and experience life in the world. Um, but again, that's where I was like, where the curiosity comes in. I think I was managing a health club at the time. Um, you know, I could have stuck around, like started managing or owned it or like running gyms and things like that, yeah. which would have been a much different path for me. But um I think really the entrepreneurial mindset in terms of not being locked down locationally really, really reined in with me. And so I just ran with that. Yeah, I, I really relate to that. I don't you know what it is. Um, obviously, my goal has been to, because um, my wife's American, so we, we was always the plan was yeah. to move to somewhere. It's got a lot of family in northern Michigan, which is absolutely beautiful. We love, you know, it's it a great place to go for a holiday. But like you say, financially wise, especially up there, you know, and job wise, it's quite remote. So it's a great place to live. Yeah. It's, it's a great place to retire. But um, so my goal has always been as well, I really non-location based things such as a podcast and that really appeals to me. And uh, yeah, like I said, I've been I've been pretty much staying put. I travel around, but I've been staying put in the south of England. But still, the, 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 the fact that you're not pinned to one location really gives you a sense of freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, yeah. And security, I feel like, too. There's a lot of people, especially entrepreneurial people. Who have sort of gravitated over to the West Coast. What what came first? Did you get to California and then get the software company and go down that route, or did you kind of build as you went and then you've just kind of moved there as kind of the cherry on the top? Yeah, it's kind of the cherry on the top. Um, <laughs> I when I first got out of Michigan, uh, I moved to California. I was doing extreme sports at the time. Oh, and what extreme sport? It's kind of a weird sport to me because it never really <laughs> took off. It, it was aggressive skating, is what we called it okay. back then. It was oh, was it basically uh, like uh, rollerblading, skateboarding but with oh. rollerblades? Oh yeah, yeah. At the peak of of this, you know, this new sport, which now unfortunately is like kind of dead. Yeah, uh, it's not even at the X Games anymore, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, skateboarding, skateboarding one, so kudos, it just, guys. It just disappeared. 
because I, I like you say, I remember it was it went huge for literally a couple of years, huge. and then it, yeah, it was absolutely it was right up there with all the other ones. And then now you've mentioned it, I'm like it disappeared. I just feel sorry for any rollerbladers out there. Like you say, that's too. gone. I did too. <laughs> and I had moved to Torrance, which is right outside of LA, which I think now is a lot more ghetto than it was then. <laughs> this is probably back in I think like '03. You know, we're talking. I just graduated high school, and so from there I went to Florida and started actually building. Um, uh, local consultancy at the time. That was the very first thing that I did entrepreneurially. Um, I was doing door-to-door sales and I was completely fed up because I just stopped believing. And that's when it was my dad who, uh, I remember I used to have conversations with him and talk about how unhappy I was. And he was telling me about like, he's like, man, all these guys are, are on the internet. They're making money off the internet. And finally I just gotten fed up and I gave in and started you know, building my own thing, which is a local consultancy. And then when I moved over to Germany is when I got into software stuff, because what we figured out was, okay, if, if these local businesses are having these issues, then other ones are, and we're not working with them. So we have these kind of like tools that we've created along the way. Why don't we start selling these? Like, do other people want to buy this stuff? People still ask me today, like, wow, how are you consistently having success with this? And it's like, look, I, I have a core rule and it's make it as simple as possible and nothing more. I mean, everybody talks about that. Richard Branson talks about that. Uh, Gates talks about that. Like, you you have to detach yourself emotionally from a product and a creation, no matter how much you love it, because the rest of the world isn't really going to care as much as you, no matter what. And they ultimately just want something that's going to fix their needs, not what you want. So, like, none of that is matters, you know? I mean, along this journey, it sounds like it could be from your dad, but what was the... Uh... Was there kind of like an awakening type moment when it really started to up level? It could have been between when it was just yeah. going local to then when it went kind of online and really sort of international. Yeah, that was that marked the milestone for two different points. One, when my ego grew the size of the United States and <laughs> I self-sabotaged my way until I was homeless and sleeping out of uh, my car at the time. And <laughs> the, the second turning point was really the first time I had good success. Um, and it was right at the height of doing digital products. I, I think it was like the first million dollar year that I had. And, uh, it was definitely a big turning point because I like, I totally fell for myself. Like I was drinking my own Kool-Aid. I was like, yeah, I'm the greatest. Not on like a really high level. Like you just meet a guy and you're like, wow, what does that guy like eat? You know, he's out there with what he believes in himself. I wasn't that bad, but I was enough. Internally, burn, you were loving it. Yeah, burn bridges. <laughs> and key relationships that helped me just sink the business completely. So, I mean, that sounds like a, like you say, a real nice marker for yourself and helped your your ego. And uh, so when, how old are you? And because this is the thing as well, I think in relative terms, you're relatively young with this sort of, this sort of financial success anyway. When did uh, you hit that million dollar a year and when did it all start to blow up? The biggest, the the mile marker that I counted off of is, is actually only a couple of years ago. Um, I believe it's going on three years. Yeah. Um, before then I'd had some success. Like we were doing some social media stuff that was pretty big. And I think I had maybe like a couple of 10 or $20,000 days. Yeah. Um, but I mean, those years, I, I think maybe I only did 250 or so. Um, so this was the first year that I was like, holy shit. I mean, um, <laughs> we did $101,000 in, in uh, one webinar. I remember it was like, money. holy shit, like stupid money. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna say that helped. I saw the photo. I thought you must have done all right because I saw the photo of your car. I shoot. That looks like a Lamborghini. Is that even? It looks all yeah, the Batmobile it, yeah. or something. It's it's a it's a rare Aventador. Not bad. It gets you from A to B anyway. I guess. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool. Along this journey, I mean, you've mentioned it, you, we may be covering old ground here, but this is our Yoda question. Who helped you awaken your alpha? Uh, a lot of people. Um, I give credit because after after I hit that turning point, it was like a, a journey of trying to find myself. I mean, I still consider myself on that quest to this day yeah. of trying to get to you know the best version of myself that is really coming from a place of serving. Um, what kind of legacy am I going to leave behind? What kind of change can I induce? Uh, in this world with what I've learned and, and like what naturally comes to me, like information and data comes to all of us, like through some means. And I just, uh, my big thing now is, is how can I share that with other people and, and what kind of impact can that really have? There was a couple of old real estate guys that were giving me mentorship at the time. Um, and then, you know, I was involved with warrior, which is Garrett J White's program. I, I can't give enough credit with that because that basically um, like a warrior week, which I'm sure it's much different now. But when I went through that, that was the first time where the goal was to, um, really like break down the ego in every possible way. Like we're attacking nervous system. We're attacking my beliefs. We're attacking everything that I believe in as a person, like over the span of a couple of days, you just, you get so rattled off of this that it like, it's the physical shaking and awakening. <laughs> I almost feel like for a lot of people, awesome. and it was a big part of the awakening for me, which then started to happen. Um, you know, at, at every point in my life, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty awakened right now. Like right now I'm sitting here talking yeah. to you. I'm like, yeah, you know, I feel very present in this conversation. Uh, I feel, you know, very consciously and subconsciously on this sort of level. But six months from now, I'll look back on today and be like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you were really, I was actually debating at this time going and spending time in uh, an area of Nepal with like Tibetan monks and not talking <laughs> and not doing anything like I was, you know, because I was on this this mission of like um, not only fix uh, a lot of the things that I saw come out from the success I had before, so that it never would again, but also too just kind of like serving from a different point. Yeah. I feel like we all have that breaking point where it changes, something shifts in you where it's like money, 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 money dance, and then all of a sudden you're like, no man, I'm I'm over that. I've grown above that. Yeah. Now it's it's serving. It's What's my legacy? It's how am I going to make my change in this world? Because I'm a part of this just like anybody else. So it changes from this greedy money grab to this very like fulfilling journey that you start to embark on. This round is the complete blank round. So you've just got to complete my blanks. Okay, so I'll start a sentence and you just got to finish it off. Your best friend would describe you as... Uh, genuine and blunt, even though it's not always a good thing. Ah, cool. Last time you were drunk was? Uh, I gotta think about it. Uh, two months ago? Two months ago. Blimey. Anything of note or just it was two months ago? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a night out in uh, San Diego with friends, so that's always a good time. Cool, definitely. Um, if I was to visit, I mean, I don't want to get the pronounced, but if I was to visit your hometown in Michigan, I should... Uh, bring a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they got enough in Michigan. Yeah, everyone's got a gun. <laughs> Is it pretty rough in your in your home sort of area? 
Well, it wasn't when I was growing up. It was starting to go. You could tell them where it's like you. We every everyone knew like ten years from now, like you probably don't want to live here. Um, we're pretty much to the alpha round now. So this is where you give us all your tools, tips, tricks, and uh, useful resources to help us be alpha. And we start that off with a book recommendation. Um, book, I would say, um, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Yep. Have you got a specific, specifically high-tech productivity resource? It could be one of your products. Who knows? <laughs> but something you use that's quite high-tech and keeps you on the straight and narrow that you think is, helps you be very efficient. Uh, you said one thing? Uh, you could have a couple because you are. this is kind of your thing, you know, productivity yeah, and software yeah. especially. So, I'm, yeah, a yeah. Top, let's go at least top two or top three. Um, they're actually really simple. They're tech tools. They're not mine, um, but they're really good. And so the first one would be Rescue Time, which is a free or um, or they have paid option app, which just documents and records the applications and the browsers and how much time you spend in them each day. Ooh. So from an overall look at my productivity from day to day, uh, that's a massive help because I'm, I get to see yeah. where I'm spending my time on which sites and which applications. I'm writing that down now. I'm not even joking. Like you just install it once in your browser. Next one would be Olife. Olife is a online version of a journal. I'm really bad at physically writing a journal. It's like now I've programmed myself at 9.30 every single night. I'm whipping up what happened. And what's cool is that they'll send you the post from like a month ago each day. So every Monday I'm getting a Monday's post now from a month ago. And oh. so now I get to see where my head was at. And I get to go back and look through all these entries. And it like kind of... Um, helps you really get a good idea of how your your mentality and, and your, your kind of frameworks from day to day are, are going on. And so I really like that tool. That's very and cool. And then, then the third one would be the HeartMath uh, has an EM Wave 2, which is a heart uh, variability testing that helps with um, your breathing and helps remove or kind of lower a lot of stressful factors that happen day in and day out. And I think that that's a big tool for entrepreneurs to be able to use besides journaling like hey here's what happened for today and dumping that out uh physically being able to through breathing change a lot of your mental state uh on the go just to clarify the last one was uh so it was a heart rate monitor was it along them lines or was it a specific app yeah it's actually an app and a uh um, a little uh it gives you a basically a plug-in i don't have it in front of me um but yeah, it does. Uh, it does heart rate, and then it plugs into the phone and just uh, hops into the app and basically walks you through a, a segment of, of breathing. That's very cool. And what was that one called? It's by HeartMath, and it's called the EM Wave. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. That's very cool. Um, we talked a little bit about your day, and uh, out of all of them, we said you obviously you got working out, you got your meditation, and a few different things. But what would you say was a really key sort of alpha habit that you do daily? I know you talked about now, you talked about your the online journal and even monitoring your breathing. Yeah. Is there any other key alpha habits that you um, Get time away. So it's very easy to stay plugged into the computer, uh, but like physically get out in nature uh, and walk around barefoot. So mm. I think that's a big one to connect with the natural you know, energies of, of the planet, like to get all woo for a second. But <laughs> I think it's big to actually like physically get your bare feet in the grass, in the dirt and walk around. Feels so and, good. And <laughs> it does. And it feels so good. Like we have over 200,000 nerve endings in our feet. And like I cover them in socks almost all day long. Why? Yeah. You know? 
No, I completely, completely agree with you. I mean, it's not the best weather in England most of the time, but yeah, just in my garden, yeah. like, if you get get the chance, literally, after whatever, just getting out there, bare feet makes a big difference. You walk out on the grass, it's like, yeah, this is nice. But if you bare feet on the grass, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it just recharges me. Definitely. Okay, this is our wake-up question. So if you were to wake up tomorrow morning, you still know everything we've just talked about, but your software company was gone and all your contacts were gone. You still had your immediate friends and family. Um, what would you do, like, from ground zero, day one, what would you do, you know, to basically get back into it? You could go off in any direction you wanted. You had a clean slate. What would you do in that first day, that first week? What would be a priority for you? Um, my mind naturally goes to two different things, so I'll just shout them both out. Uh, one would be to go the route of uh, an expert based on my previous experience. And the second would be to, to leverage that same thing, my expertise, but in a digital format online. Okay. It'd be one or the other. So it would be like the old school getting up on stage maybe yeah. um, and like hitting door to door, selling myself, whatever that may be, or doing like the digital online version of that. Cool. Brilliant. Who do you think I should interview next or very soon? And it could be a, a personal recommendation of someone you know that might be off the radar, or it could be someone who you just think, you don't have to know him personally, you just think would be a really awesome interview, like Arnold Schwarzenegger or someone. <laughs> I think I think if you got Arnold and, and busted, uh, cracked through the shell, I think you could have a oh. great conversation with him. Man, Dorian I Yates, I think, is a really great guy too in terms of like having a great conscious conversation with both people present i think he'd be a great guy to have cool uh, any other recommendations of someone you might be able to hook me up with um I'm trying to think on a on a not so ifbb bodybuilding <laughs> pro famous <laughs> level um i would say if you haven't already uh sean whalen would probably fit ah in i i'm i start i'm pretty much edited his episode yesterday and i interviewed him about nice. two weeks ago when i was in michigan actually from yeah, he, he got one of my basement interviews in Michigan, the Michigan basement. <laughs> What's the best way people can get hold of you if they want to find out a little bit more? I would say to uh, jump over to biohackceo.com. That's really the best place because it leads off to all my social media. I'm only really active on Facebook. I mean, so just in parting, you've written articles for the Huffington Post about productivity. You've done some really cool things. Um, if you had to break it down into almost like a, a list, what would you say is the sort of... Not the idiot's guide, but where's someone who's short on time, if they've just listened into this, what are some key things about being productive? Uh, key things really focus and boils down to like, where you're currently spending your time and where you want to spend your time. Control of both of those aspects uh, will allow you to actually get more done throughout the day. Definitely. So even if it's just focusing on like, what's the one core thing I could do today that will take my business or my life in a direction I want to go towards? Even something as simple as that is much better than doing nothing or getting overwhelmed with massive to-do lists or technology. Like, start with something very simple, get used to that pattern, and then start to add to it. So I like yeah, that a lot. And, that. and like you say, and then if, if you're clear on them two things, and then if you use something like the Rescue app and actually monitor, well, actually, where did I spend my time today? You're like, oh, maybe that's why I'm not getting where I want to go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can I can immediately footprint and track back like weeks of like, oh, well, that week I worked 39 hours. Well, how much did we make? Oh, well, that that was a direct reflection. And then you start to realize like, look, I've only really got like eight good hours in a day. And that's it. Like I could be up 12, 14, 16, 20 hours a day. Yeah. But product wise, productivity wise, I'm only getting like maybe four to eight hours of good quality time. And four of those hours are really going to be 
the where the cream of the crop happens. Yeah. And so let's focus on how to make those times the best and be okay with the fact that my hours, my total hours in a week might cut in half, but it's going to be way more productive. Completely agree. I mean, just to, from a practical sense from my end, to edit a podcast, pretty much, I mean, it could take an hour, maybe less, but as, as, as has happened a few times and recently, if I do it in the evening, later in the evening, that job becomes, it just becomes huge. Like, Falling into the computer. Every time, yeah, every time that happens, I'm like, no, no, early mornings, I'm not doing this bit. Sometimes I get caught out, like it has to go out the next day, and I'm just like, this is the worst ever. Because it, it, it's seriously, it, it's one of the things about, it's not about spending the hours, because yeah, I may have spent three hours doing the pod, editing that podcast, but if I'd have done it like 9 a.m. after a workout or something, that's an hour max. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you've realized those things about yourself, which is you became aware of when you have the best, most productive time. And now you sliver things into those times so that you get done what you need to get done. And so, yeah, the, the more that one has experience with that, they start to tweak things and stack them and arrange their day in a way that's like I'm getting through the most uh, powerful things or powerful releasing things uh, earliest in the day and for me the whole afternoon and second half of the day is really creativity time I do stuff that I love I love to write and I love to design um, and so I do those things the whole second half of the day absolutely awesome well yeah. I've absolutely loved talking to you today um, one question that you wished I'd asked or thought I was going to and I didn't I think we covered everything. Maybe if we would have had more time going into more nuts and bolts of, of uh, like what a what a really great day would look like. Ah, that could have to be uh, Mark Two, the comeback. Yes. It's a nice little teaser oh, yeah. trailer. You know, if there's anything I can help you out of, don't hesitate. Um, but it's been a pleasure. Yeah, you as well. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. The Alpha Way. Look onto, go onto Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha. All the updates and exclusive videos. And as part of that, you will now be able to post your questions to the upcoming Alpha interviews. Like the page and you have all the links on there. For men, we've got a little private group in there. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha to get all the details and keep in the loop. Follow us on Twitter. The Awaken Your Alpha Podcast. Live limitless.